Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor occasionally. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And this week we are on episode 7 of the final season and it is called Strange Attractors. It's an interesting episode. It has a weird vibe to it, which we will get into later. Um, we have not really news, kind of. I don't know. Like, it's it's a bit of a, hey, we know this guy and he showed up on a thing. Uh, Rachel, you want to tell us who we saw recently? Yeah, you might remember a couple episodes back I mentioned that uh, Blake Shields, who was Flint Gordon, was on American Horror Story the <laughs> American Horror <laughs> Stories. <laughs> yeah, I know. I always say it like that, too. Uh, he also showed up on American Horror Story proper, uh, season 10 double feature. This is season 10, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so apparently, I don't know, one of the Murphy players, maybe we'll see him again another season? We'll find out. I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg? Which which was he on first? Which was he cast on first? And they were like, oh, bring him in for this. Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? Because, like, it took them so long to finish filming double feature because of COVID. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do wonder now how, how that turned out. But they obviously like working with him, so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. He's on the third episode of Double Feature? Uh, Yeah, because the fourth was the backstory one. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, so. Uh, it's a memorable scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hachi machi. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's, oh man, I, I have things to say about that too, actually, but yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> we'll later, talk about later, that more another later day. Later on, <laughs> later another day, yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, 30 minutes in, let's fucking get going. Like, this is going to be no this time is, for whoever's listening to this, because I'm going to cut everything is, that we've been talking about. Yeah, but if we did leave it, and this is so fucking common, oh my god, all the podcasts I listen to, they just ramble until they get to the point. Um, so, yeah. Alright, um, cool, so let's, let's, let's get into the episode, yeah? Yeah, let's do it! Okay, so getting into the episode, um, we start things, uh, off right away with the Parkmans, uh, haven't seen them in a minute. Mm. And so we see Matt and Janice fucking, which I'm sure is how everybody wanted to spend their day. And uh, they're, you know, they're they're getting down. And it becomes very clear very quick that that's not what's happening. Um, we see Janice still, but we see Siler with her? What? <laughs> the hell? And, um, yeah, it's just... Um, you know the term fan service? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just that. That's mm-hmm. all this is. Um, Heroes knew who his fucking fan base was. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, they knew. So, because they didn't need to go that hard, but they did. Where he's, like, fully, like, rolling around with her. Like, you know, he's he's, like... You know, as as the kids say, exuding top energy like crazy. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 pretty great. And so, um, yeah, so you get to see Zachary Quinto like fucking half naked, just doing his thing, and it's like, oh wow, well, welcome to Heroes, I guess. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, um, God, this aired at eight o'clock. No, um, so no, it was nine. I know, um, that was the joke. 
But we see, though, that afterward, everything's real disoriented, like, the way they're filming it. Because it's like, oh, but but Matt is with Janice. And he's all, like, passed out seeming. And it's like, huh, that's interesting. And he wakes up like he blacked out. And he's very, like, huh? And, and Janice is just like, oh, you're, you're the best. That was amazing. That was wonderful. Mwah, I love you. And it was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He figured out a new trick, Rachel. He figured out something to do while he was born. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the thing, right? Is it's like we've been having these conversations about, like, what is this thing that is with Matt? Is it just a manifestation of his self-doubts, of his guilt? No, it's really fully like Siler's consciousness because now it can take over physical forms. So. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, like, your big answer for that. Because Siler has now figured out how to take over the driver's seat of Matt's mind. And I'm sure you can all think of the horrible things he could do with that with that fun new thing. Um, and he will be very clear about that later on. But, yeah, that's our, our little opening shot as we get to see the fan service of, like, fucking Naked Quinto fucking... And, you know, it's so... (laughs) How much do I want to get into this? It's so funny that um, the way they shoot it... Okay. Okay. You can tell me if I'm being out of pocket. I'm fine with it. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) It, like, leans in. All right. Does it seem like the way they shot it was very, like, a Mary Sue self-insert kind of thing? Yeah, I can see it. You barely barely see Janice once you see it's Quinto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like... Yeah, it's like, imagine yourself here, fangirls of Zachary Quinto and or Siler. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. They shot it very intentionally, I think, to be like, this could be you. Because, um, I mean, why would they go through all this if not? Like, I don't know. There's ways they could have shot it where it wasn't so, like, you're in her perspective. Mm-hmm. Which you are. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I think that's interesting, because it's like, yeah, they could have shown him taking over Parkman's body and, you know, literally fucking his wife um, in a a different manner. The way they did it was so, like, we did this for you. (laughs) Even if it was, like, they're spinning around the room and you get obstructed by a lamp and it's Siler, another lamp, and oh, there's, you know. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. They could have shown his back, his shoulders... Like, you know what I mean? They could have done so many things. Mm -hmm. No, they wanted you right there looking up at him. Like, that was an interesting choice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I was okay with being Janice Parkman in that moment. (laughs) The only time you'll ever hear me say it. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. An apple a day doesn't keep Siler away because it's forbidden fruit, which is his favorite kind. (laughs) Nom, 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 nom. Um, which yeah the thing rachel just said is like so he passes out and he realizes that siler is like in the room and he's going to have a little snack because he's you know he's he's uh very much um spent he's used his energy as it were and he kind of kicks his feet up and he has like there's like a bowl of apples and he takes an apple and he crunches into it and he literally says the thing Rachel just said. It's not fucking subtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's very like, ah, And then, like, I could get into a whole conversation about, like, how fucked up that is in terms of, like, Oh, he's such a villain. Oh, the lack of consent. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But I just want to have fun today. So, mm-hmm. like, you know. I 
just want to have fun with my 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 fucking Oculus Rift journey of boning Siler, I guess. I don't know. Like in, enjoy the fan service. A thank you, heroes. A thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that fucking screen cap and gif was everywhere for a while. So, do you approve of everything he's ever done? <laughs> I could defend everything he's ever done. <laughs> oh. oh my god. How can you like a villain? They're so bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god. I never really thought about it that hard until just now. I was like, oh my god, that's a POV shot. Like, why did they do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang it. I mean, we know why. Mm-hmm. They knew. Like, that was the thing, too, is it was like, you know, we talk about how Heroes was in, like, a time period before social media was the thing um, for for everything. But LiveJournal existed. Fan fiction sites existed. Twitter was new, but it was there. Like, they, they fucking knew. They were fully on Twitter at this point. They knew what horny little bitches we all were. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, yeah, they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have anything else to add to this uh, very interesting opening scene? Kind nope. of kind of a shocking opening scene. Nope. Um, just getting right into it. Nope. Really enjoying that 9 o'clock time period. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Well, going from that, absolute delight. So we're going we're gonna to go back to... Remember the story with the kid, Jeremy, who accidentally killed his parents and has a power that can go, you know, obviously one of two ways and he's struggling with it and some bad stuff happened and he's very sorry and feeling very helpless about the matter. And remember how Bennett was trying to save the day for him? And be like, oh, well, it's great. We're going to say this happened. And, you know, the cops will believe it because whatever. They, they'll believe anything. And it, it looks like it. And they're not going to want to do all that extra work, right? Well, it turns out that it's not going to be that simple after all. Um, because this is, this is small town Georgia. And these cops already know Jeremy. And they don't care for this kid. And so it's not going to be an easy and easy out. And and once again, we are going to see Noah Bennett do something that ostensibly he should be able to just accomplish without issue. But it's just not going to work. This is not his volume. Nothing no. goes Noah Bennett's way this whole volume, Mm-mm. if I remember correctly. Like, it, it's, it just gets worse and worse for him. So Bennett's trying to defend him. And these cops are just like not hearing it. Cause they're like, we know you're not related to this guy. Like, what the fuck? Why are we listening to you? Who the hell are you? Who's this guy? And cause yeah, they're like, they're like, we're not releasing him to anyone. That's not next of kin. Um, the whole way that the guy speaks to, to Bennett is very like, bless your heart. Fuck you. Energy. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very Southern. Like, yeah, no. And so Bennett's like, okay. So he calls a friend. And uh, at first you're like, ooh, who's he calling? Who's he contacting? Could it be the Haitian? It probably should have been. Um, <laughs> for real, though. Because <laughs> For real, though. Um, and don't tell me he's not available because, you know, the end of this episode and then what happens after. So, yeah. No. So we see uh, it's Tracy driving into this small town in Canaan, Georgia. And she was the phone a friend. Apparently, 
which is interesting. And uh, they make this small town America joke about there not being a coffee place. And I'm like, hi, hi, excuse me, hi, hi, hello. I grew up in a very small town. Um, they have a billion coffee uh, places. So, like, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not pretend you can't get a latte literally anywhere. That bothered me. I did not like that joke. Um, um, I know they're going for, like, a general, you know, they're, they're creating a theme here, but... Come on. Everybody has a coffee window. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, this is a rescue mission. This is Jeremy. He has a dual ability, you know, and, and Tracy's like, is that what you called me? You know, cause it, he's, that's what Bennett's doing. He's trying to like relate it to her. So she'll care. Um, you know, cause she's the ice queen. No. Um, because they have, you know, a very similar situation kind of going on. And, um, hmm. And so it's like, you know, Jeremy has this thing he can't control. And when he gets emotional, shit gets bad. And it's very similar to what Tracy had and has. And so he's like, this kid lost control. We just need to give him a second chance. But, you know, these fucking cops, you know, they don't want to let him go. So Aunt Tracy, he he, is going to come in. And that's the new lie. And it's so interesting because it's like the whole time, like you see shots of the cops like, outside of the station, like, side-eyeing the fuck out of these, ooh, these outsiders. Like, they know everybody in town, but you're not from around here. It's very that. And, like, it, it, I don't know. It's just, it's it's an interesting um, way to go about things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it all makes sense with what they do with it later. Yes. But it's very, like, okay, what kind of, what kind of, what are we doing here, show? Like, does everybody who not live in a major city, like, just the fucking, like, yeah, I don't know. It just just interesting how they really went so hard on that but but like i said it's gonna it's gonna make sense with what happens later so uh yeah i think your pacific northwest is showing because what the fuck's a coffee window i feel like your idea of small town coffee is different than my small town coffee you're talking about what <laughs> well like like a drive up like a little drive up um like a coffee stand yeah we don't have those coffee stands here <laughs> That's a very Pacific Northwest thing, baby. You're absolutely fucking with me. No, those fucking little shacks in the middle of nowhere, because I saw stuff about, that's like, that's all you, baby. That's Pacific Northwest. A coffee window. No, we do not have that here. You drive up to it. No. It's like a little little stand, like one person works in it all day. No, we do not have that here, baby. (laughs) That is Pacific Northwest, honey. You're, you're, you. I am not fucking with you, man. (laughs) That is regional, honey. Like, 75% of the coffee places here are fucking coffee windows and, like, coffee stands and stuff. Yeah, that's a Pacific Northwest thing, baby. That is not here. <laughs> wow! Because when you are say... Are you serious? I'm dead serious. When you say small town coffee, I'm like, yeah, you could go to, like, the little restaurant and go get, like, a cup of coffee there. Or maybe you could go to a gas station and get coffee there. And then when you're all like, oh, everyone's got a coffee window, I'm like, girl, you're, like, a way regional. You're, this is your Menards, honey. This is your Menards. <laughs> That is so wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like in Baker, okay, like I could look at the population of Baker right now. It ain't impressive. But even, not even just Baker, like Umatilla had one Mm -hmm. for a while, and they probably still do. Um, Yeah, all the small towns I've lived in, not like Canaan, Georgia, or whatever, but like. Fuck it, fuck you! I could find a Starbucks in Georgia, like in Canaan, Georgia, right now if I wanted. I could Google one. You're talking like. like now, but I'm talking no, about you and your no, coffee I know, window. I know. <laughs> I know, but I'm sat here like it's a coffee window. Like that's like I know what you're talking about because I've seen it before. Yeah, 
And yeah, we have, I, there was um, something I was looking at like last week or whatever. I don't remember if it was t- on Tumblr or there, but was like laughing about the little coffee shacks that you guys have up there in the Pacific. Yeah, Northwest. we have like yeah. we have chains that people are like passionate about to the degree where you would wonder if it's a sports team. Like there's a place called Dutch Brothers, and they are just coffee windows. They are not stores. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 they're like a, there's a million there's a million of them in Tri Cities. Like yeah. Yeah. I was like, couldn't they just drive up to like a coffee window? Yeah, like that's a, that. Like I guarantee stand. you, that is does not exist in the South. <laughs> wow, that does not exist in the Midwest either. That is a very Oregon, Washington kind of kind of deal you got up there. Not saying Oregon, not doing that. <laughs> um, oh my god, probably it'd probably be too hot for someone to be there, like. Probably in a little in a little fucking shack all day. Mm-hmm. Um, not like it's not here. I mean, I'm in the fucking desert. Um, but yeah, that that is so crazy. I was so just like, well, yeah, no, no, there'd be like a fucking I don't know what like I didn't know what you know um, what company or brand it would be. But I'm like, oh yeah, there'd be a coffee window. There'd be like a, a couple of them. I think like, coffee culture also is different where you're at compared to, to other places. Oh, yeah. I do forget that I live in a crazy-ass coffee region. I do forget that. Whereas, it's it's even like, you know, mm, East Coast is like, point. that's Duncan land. Like, you go get your Duncan over there. Yeah, yeah. I've never had Duncan because they're not in, they're not here. We have so. Duncans here, but like, that's definitely like a, an Why East Coast thing. Why the hell do thing. you get Duncans? You, un, you unbelievable asshole. Why do you get Duncan? I want Duncan. <laughs> My dad and I were just talking about because we were like, man, this t- this town has like three Starbucks. I'm like, I think there's three Dunkin' in this town too. <laughs> we have so many Starbucks. It's absurd. Like, yep, yep. Well, yeah. you're you're like again, like I think coffee culture is just like different. Well, yeah. I mean, hello, Starbucks was born in Seattle. I get that, but like, damn, I'm I'm stunned over here. This is my new like um, this is my new steak fingers. Yeah, I had no idea what that was either. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was forever ago. Let's talk about nostalgia. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know, but it sticks in my brain. I'm like, how do people not? Yeah. So yeah, coffee windows, man. That's that's a you thing. Uh, pff, all right. Yeah, because I literally in my notes, I'm like, really? There couldn't be a fucking like in Baker. It's called Sorbonats, and um, they have a few different ones and. Yeah, like, my sister, when she goes to Baker, when we, we like, get there, when we leave, we have to get her a coffee, because she'll die otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, um, you always, yeah, we always go to Sorbonats. There's a Sorbonats in Hermiston. Like, yeah, so, that's so wild. There's a million Dutch brothers here. I could go to one right now. Like, yeah. Because I think in my town, even right now, there isn't a place where I could get espresso. I think there is, like, really? a little coffee shop that opened up, but that was, like, very recently, like, a couple years ago. But, like, at the time of Heroes... You could go to McDonald's. You could go to one of the restaurants. You could go to the bakery. What? You ain't getting just like espresso somewhere. That's like pour over coffee. Oh my god! Well, that's what made me so like, oh, that poor girl, that poor woman, Noah. You owe her a lot now because when he's like, oh, you can't get your latte here, and now that you're explaining, there's no coffee windows, and if this place doesn't have a like a Starbucks or a similar thing. If they just have like a little like like regular diner that has coffee, coffee, she yeah. ain't getting a good coffee, and like more like more than likely, and at gas station, she's not getting good coffee. Yeah, that's uh. looking at that little like 
downtown area there's probably like a, a, a cafe or like you know a Maybe. restaurant that she can get like pour over i don't think they have espresso i mean that's the kind of place that probably would be like you know an attempt at gentrification uh, gentrification would have been made by this point mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's covered in like little shops and stuff but yeah no that that okay wow i guess that line works now because i was like that's bullshit but yeah mm-hmm. okay yep all right you got me <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Claire and Gretchen, huh? Yeah, this is going to be an episode <laughs> called, like, Sidetrack City, but, like, hopefully... Oh, my God, I know, I know. I am going to leave that coffee window thing anything. in, though, because the way you just so casually were like, coffee window, and I'm like, girl, that's not a universal gotta experience. Be one. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. I thought it was! Mm-mm. So, yeah. Okay. Today you learned... I did! I'm going to have to tell Ryan this when he gets home. I'm very excited to tell him this now. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So Claire, back at Arlington University, we see that both Claire and Gretchen are in bed. It's 4.40 in the morning, but they're both awake. And (laughs) Claire's like, you up? And she's like, yeah. You afraid I'm going to kiss attack you in your sleep? Because remember, Gretchen kissed her last time. She sure did. And so they talk about it. And Gretchen's like, you know, I'm sorry. It was stupid. It was impulsive and bad. And Claire's like, well, it wasn't bad. You're a good kisser. Oh, boy. But she's like, you know, she doesn't want to fuck things up because this is the first real friend she's had since she left Texas. West is crying in his cereal right now. Um, I guess <laughs> Alex, too, they're did. both crying in their cereal together. Um, oh, well. I- I'm sure she probably meant, like, friend who is a girl. Like, fair. A that is experience. true. She hasn't had yeah. a friend who is a girl. Arguably, arguably, not even since, well, okay. She didn't really have any friends in Texas either. <laughs> like, I mean, who were girls. Like, Jackie, exact, but Jackie was so. kind of a bitch. But she's, Jackie, Jackie was, was her not friend, a friend. Though. She was a, yeah, she was a bitch. Yeah. Uh, they were friends and then Jackie changed. I, that's Oh, uh, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. That was, I, be- I believe, in the thing that, like, they were friends and Jackie kind of, like, it, became yeah, more. Yeah, You know how it is. Yes. You know I do. Girl relationships are difficult. So, again, like, you were my first friend since Texas, and she's like, you know, because I do like you a lot, and Gretchen interrupts her saying, but not in that way. And before they can discuss more, they are bum-rushed, people rush into the room, and they're dressed in black and masks, and they grab them, and Claire, like, goes into defense mode and tackles one of them to the ground, and the lights come on, and Becky's like, chill, (laughs) because they are being kidnapped for the sorority because it's hell week so welcome to hell week uh oh boy gretchen and claire are now in a trunk you think in a world where the movie jawbreaker came out people would stop doing that but sure people never learn anyway they don't uh they're tied up in the dark of the trunk and claire isn't claire isn't claire the one that says they have entire websites devoted to this she is so saucy (laughs) in this episode (laughs) Uh, and they, they go back into their conversation because Claire just isn't sure yet what she wants. Cause she's like, you're the one that said, um, but not in that way. I didn't, you said that Gretchen, she's not sure what she wants. And they, again, they don't get to continue their conversation because Becky opens the trunk and gets them out. They are then taken inside a location with two other girls and it is screaming, uh, scavenger hunt. 
So it's part of Hell Week. They have to do the scavenger hunt. And whoever gets to win gets to sit out Hell Week. And she's like, we got goldfish, so, you know, you're going to want to sit out Hell Week. And it is teams of two. It is Claire and Gretchen versus the other two girls. I'm a little surprised she did end up pairing Gretchen with her, but we'll see more about that later. Uh, the, the other two girls, we have Olivia, who is played by Candace Patton. And she is Iris on The Flash. And we have Ashley, who is the blonde. And she is Danica Stewart. And I was like, why does she look so familiar to me? Well, she hasn't been anything recently, but she was Jessica Bennett on Passions. Passions! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, nobody... Y'all haven't lived if you've never seen Passions. Wild. That's one of the first things in Rachel and I's burgeoning friendship where it was like, you like that stupid soap? I like that stupid soap. I don't remember if like, I don't even remember when Passions like began. If like she was one of the early Jessicas or like one of the middle Jessicas, I don't remember. Me neither. Because she was on Passions before Heroes. Okay. Because her IMD profile pretty much ends at like 2010 and this was 2009. Well, I mean, I wasn't, like, yeah, I watched Passions before Heroes 2. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I watched it, like, God, I don't know. I was in fucking... Yeah, I think, like, Passions has been on I for a while in, at that point. I was point. still in school. I was still in school. Yeah. It's my mom and grandma and I would talk about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's where my lifelong my lifelong love of Justin Hartley comes from. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He was... Y'all don't even know. <laughs> you This Is Us people don't even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know about Fox Crane. <laughs> they don't. <Mm-mm>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what's going on with Claire right now. It's like I just I I I really love how they're handling the Claire and Gretchen thing. Yeah, because like gay panic would have been such an easy thing and a lazy thing to do, but obviously we know where it's going to go and it's going to go in an interesting direction. But um. I just, I love how contemplative Claire is about the whole thing and not, you know, adverse. And, um, you know, it's just, it's really, it must have been nice. And, and, and they'll talk more about, like, their respective, like, journeys with, you know, dating and stuff uh, as the episode goes on. But it must have been nice for people out there who were questioning to see something handled so chill. Yeah. Like, hmm yeah, I don't know. I, I really appreciated it. So. Yeah. As someone who can relate on, on a personal level, I, I really appreciate seeing that now and being like, that must have been nice for people. So Yeah, yeah. like th- this whole episode, like uh, the Jeremy and the Claire stuff is um, very much about the other, not the Matt and Siler stuff necessarily, <laughs> but. That's just, that's just the fun. That's just the fun yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything else is very like saying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to Georgia. Even though he is not in the scene, I want to go back and talk about the sheriff because I was distracted by Coffee Window. Um, <laughs> the sheriff is played... Uh, yeah, and I don't have his name written down. You do. So, yeah. Is by Raphael... I think it's Sarge. He's got, like, a silent B in there, I think. Is it a silent B? I always wondered if it was Sabarge. Or I have no was, idea yeah. how you, you pronounce his last name. But if he All looks right. familiar, he later goes on to play Jiminy Cricket in Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Another Once Upon a Time alum on mm-hmm, Heroes. Mm-hmm. Which, don't he and Dr. Whale have scenes together? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was uh, David Andrews' character. Mm -hmm. Special guest star David Andrews, sorry. Special guest star David Andrews. Of our hearts. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> anyway, back in Georgia, yeah. Tracy goes in to see Jeremy because the fake ant thing worked. Um, and Jeremy is upset that the cops didn't buy the story. He's like, Mr. Bennett said that they would do this. Mr. Bennett said that. And he's, you can tell he's kind of fucking bitter mm-hmm. about it, too. Mm-hmm. And she's like, listen, all I have to do is sign you out and they'll let you go. And Jeremy's like, you know, I don't think that's a great idea either because I did kill my parents. I'm a murderer. So, yeah. He's not, like, in a great yeah. place right now. And we'll see that no. go through the rest of the episode. And, like, even going back yeah. again to the the, uh, the sheriff being like, we're only going to let him go out to, like, family, not just some random ass dude. <laughs> I mean, like, fair? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, if if you're being very, very objective, you're like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's fair. But as it goes on, you can tell it's more, so. It's more, but then it also, y- you'll see as we go on, we'll talk about that further, but yeah. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, this episode's hard. Mm-hmm. You're distracted <laughs> oh, by the asshole hard. that is the sheriff, but... Uh, yeah, but he's not the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So is the deputy. That's why, you know... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna make an Eric Clapton joke, but he's a piece of shit, so I'm not gonna... <laughs> so. Oh. He said he didn't shoot the deputy, but he should've. Um, mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. How's Matt doing? Well, first of all, um, Jeremy's being so, like, forgive me room right now. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see this, like, young man who's, like, the opposite of a Luke. Yes. Or, like, a young Siler being like, no, that's not what I want to do. That's not, you know, who I am. And But it's just, uh, it. his whole, like, emotional journey leads to him making a choice that I really disagree with. But it's my own personal philosophy that comes in here. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, yeah, but anyway, so back with the Parkmans, <laughs> Siler's having a grand old time yeah. now that he had his little roll in the hay with Janice. He's like, yeah, I can do this now. Isn't that fucking great? Like, dude, your wife's kind of hot too. Like, I'll give you some pointers if you want for next time. <laughs> Just again, the insecurities manifested are right there. And so... It's, uh, you know, matches like, you stay away from her and all that stuff. And he's like, here's the deal, my guy. I'm not talking about boning next time. I'm talking about, imagine, if I'm in your body and I can take over your body, all the things that I could do to her, to little Maddie, and I'm going to. Like, it's a promise. It's the next time. Like, you wait. This is just the beginning, dude. I'm going to have a lot of fun because you won't take me to my body. <laughs> I mean, what a great way to get his point across. Mm. Like, this is me being nice. She had a great time. Imagine next time. Yeah, everyone, everyone was chill. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be that way next time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a jerk. <laughs> it's classic. It's classic Siler to be like. Oh, yeah, right now, I, I, you know, things were cool, and, you know, it was nice, and everyone had a good, fun time. But I can assure you that the second half of things will not be so. But, yeah, it's very him. Yeah. To be like, there will be blood. I promise you this. Like, yeah. But we all know you're, you're just, you're just, you're just all talk, you're all bark, boy, because you don't fuck, you don't, you don't, you don't harm kids, so. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so try again, buddy. He would fucking kill Janice, yes. though. Yeah. <laughs> he, he would he would paint the spare room in her blood. Mm-hmm. He fully would. So yeah. But again, the argument like I really want to fucking argue. Is this all Siler? This Siler might fucking kill a kid because I don't know if that's like Ooh, necessarily yeah. like because he doesn't have the Gabriel. This yeah. is like the fucking he does yeah full of hunger yeah 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 yeah, yeah. shit you're right. So this Siler that is might a do really it. good point. I never thought of mm-hmm. yeah that is a really good point. Damn. Well, all right. I rescind what I said. Um, Maddie, you better watch out. Yeah. The boogeyman is real. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, so he's just—I <laughs> love when he's just feeling his oats, and he's just like, "Yep, I'm gonna kill this person, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna like just full, full on id, free of guilt." Wee, <laughs> like mm-hmm, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so fun. Just very, very, you know, not getting bogged down in all the stuff that we've dealt with from like volumes, you know, two and onward, really. Um, yeah, so. Anyway, um, shall we go back over to the, the, the sorority girls? Why would anyone pledge a fucking sorority or fraternity if this is all the shit you have to go through? I just, I never... <laughs> I don't get it either. I, I'm just, I'm not the, per- I've never been that person who is like, yeah, I'll do that so that you'll like me. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, fuck. I'll just not, thanks. Yep. Um, so yeah, the girls, they realized they were brought to a slaughterhouse, which, ew. Just on a hygiene level, I'm like, ew. <laughs> but, like, this kind of, it's very, like, escape roomy, which I kind of enjoy. But, like, yeah, anyway. No, okay. So it totally is, but here's my thing. Is, you gotta, you gotta think about when this aired. The Saw movies were everything. Mm, mm-hmm. So this is, this is, I think, the show getting a little piece of that action. Yeah. Um, because there's puzzles, there's, you know, danger. Um, yeah. So there's a riddle to solve. And, um, what's the name of the blonde girl? I didn't write down the names of the two who weren't, I, 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 yeah, Ashley. I didn't look, so, Ashley? I don't know if they ever say her name, like, I think Ashley's name gets said. I don't said. think they do. I don't think they do. They say the other girl's name, but they don't say her name, because I just call her blonde girl every single time. Um, so, she, um, so yeah, there's a riddle to solve that's, like, written on the wall, and, and she makes a bad, uh, choice, and she opens the wrong locker, and she gets, like, what she thinks is blood sprayed all over her face. And boy, if that isn't just relevant to my yesterday <laughs> being like, it's real blood. Oh, wait, no, it's not. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Um, yeah. So she's flipping out. But they're like, dude, it's fake. It's fucking, it's, it's Caro. It's corn syrup. Chill your ass out. Um, but then like, okay, so I, I can't express to you enough how much I love Claire in this volume. They just, they finally figured her out post high school and it's so good because like she solves the riddle. She's a little nerd Mm -hmm. and she's like, well, dude, my mom went to this fucking, you know, she was in the sorority. Like, of course I know when they were founded. So she figures it out and they find a backpack and the backpack has like waters and I'm assuming probably like, you know, granola bars or some shit. And, um, so the Candace Patton girl is, you know, she she grabs the waters and she's like, well, now it's on and we are going to bring it. Like, very mm-hmm. that. And, um, and, and Claire and Gretchen are like, okay, we don't care. <laughs> like, we're not, we're not getting drawn into your weird competitive thing. Like, that's <laughs> stupid. Um, so she and, and the other girl, like, kind of go off again. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Because, as we've seen from Scooby-Doo, splitting up is the smartest thing you can do. From any horror movie, splitting up is the smartest yeah, thing yeah, you yeah, can do, yeah. clearly. So. Mm. Which is something I wanted to mention from before, but I forgot. When Claire was, like, struggling and fighting and kicking those girls' asses, um, they make a Buffy reference. And it's like, I love, I love when pop culture exists in other pop culture. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. So, so Buffy exists in the Heroes universe. Yep. Which is, which is crazy. Like, Claire could watch that show and be like, oh, relate. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's so crazy to me. Somebody write that fanfic where, you know, the characters of Heroes are all little, like, secret Buffy nerds. <laughs> like, that'd be fun. Yeah. Siler would be like, oh, I can't stand Spike. I don't know why anyone would like him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's, he insists upon himself now. Uh, Siler doesn't watch TV. What the fuck are you talking Siler's about? Siler's an Angel fan. He likes Angel! He's an Angel fan! Yay! <laughs> He's all about brooding. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, man. He was more of a, a Spangle, or an, an a Spangle. Oh, boy. He was more of a, a, a Buffy a Buffy Angel person than a, <laughs> a Buffy Spike person. <laughs> all right, I'll stop. Um, yeah, no. So, I just think that's neat. You know, I, I like when these things pop up and they're not like, it's not like when you see, like, a Ninth Wonders, that's a thing they invented, mm-hmm. you know, for their world. It's like when, you know, yeah, Hero reading the Berserk comic. Obviously, that was a Milo production, so that's, you know, a little different. But, like, you know, anytime they talk about other things that exist in the world. Because that's always the thing with, um, you know, media is some stuff doesn't exist in that world. It's like when you watch a movie or a TV show and they're like... The dead live again. What is this? It's like it's zombies. It's zombies. There's like a million zombie things. <laughs> like, yeah. how does your world not have zombies? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's genuinely interesting to me that Buffy exists in Heroes. So yeah. And I also just love how chill um, Claire and Gretchen are. Pretty much just throughout this whole slaughterhouse adventure. Like from the moment they get there, they just like, oh, okay. Well, you know, let me get the tape off with my teeth. Okay, great. And now I'm gonna stand <laughs> up and just like they're just. Like, all right, they're just ready, man. I love that. They're not all, like, very out of nowhere, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Clark can handle this shit. She's been hunted. She's been stalked. Like, she's been technically killed, like, a lot. Yeah, she has. What's she scared of? What's she fucking scared of? And Gretchen's the weird little true crime girl. She's stoked. Yes. Mm -hmm. Deep down. Yeah. So. Yeah. Shall I get back into Georgia? Shall I I get to... Yeah, go, go to Georgia. So, Tracy is like, dude, Jeremy, because they're, like, sitting together now. They, like, you know, got her in. She's like, I've I've killed people, too, dude. Like, I, I get it. Like, she doesn't so much say that, but she's like, I understand, you know, what you're going through. And she touches his hand, and her hand turns into water. And it's, like, a really sweet moment to be like, dude, we can fully relate. Like, we are the same people. Mm-hmm. And she literally says we're not most people. She says the Siler line. Um, and... These cops are fucking railroading this kid, man. Like, goddamn. It's just, it, like, I know, I know he killed them. I know that. And I know that, like, accident, schmaccident, he still did the thing. There's still two people mm-hmm. dead. But the way these cops are acting, it is so very, like, Again, to reference, like, a true crime thing, it's, like, when you watch, like, a true crime show or listen to a podcast and the cops are just very clearly, like, no, we want to put this person away because we don't like them. 
that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And and I oh man, I have such a hard time. With but that at, in, at in, the in same stuff. time, the yeah. evidence that they have, or like the air quote evidence, because it's not like solid shit. Or it's like they've got the oh. journal, which like I agree with HRG, where it's like it's, I'm the bringer of death. Where it's I like every kid's hate fucking that. you know whatever. Yeah, Gone. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like yes. the rumors, and probably more than just rumors, where like he kills animals. <laughs> like I don't think Jeremy's yeah, doing like, it for fun, but like that's very serial killer. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the thing, right? Is it's like I think he's doing these things, but it's like it's oh god, I just oh I hate this shit. This poor kid, he never, it's, it's very like, you meet this character and you go, oh, you, you never had a chance, did you? Like, that, that really bothers mm-hmm. me. Um, which also, like, like earlier, it's very like, um, what's going to at first seemingly solve the Jeremy problem is, is, uh, is, is class war again. It's, um, which we'll get into when we get into that, but I have I have something to say about that in terms of like the resources that some people have and that other people don't have, mm-hmm. and how that can change things in a normal setting. But yeah, so these cops are just like determined. This is the kid they find. Yeah, like Rachel said, they find his fucking his fucking journal, his fucking like composition notebook that everyone had in high school, and it's like. Yeah, he's got, like, you know, these really edgelord journal entries and drawings and stuff. And it just, oh, God, it bothers me so much. Because, like, this is, like, that post-Columbine shit where people were being taught in schools and in communities to look for the other, to look for these outcast kids. And instead of helping them, they were targeting them and ostracizing them worse Mm -hmm. and um probably creating problems in some instances that didn't need to happen but yeah it's just it bothers me because as as someone who like again i i i I have like a a slight personal connection to someone like jeremy because i had that shit too i used to draw skulls and all my shit and i have like oh my god i still have one of my journals oh it's so fucking cringe and embarrassing but yeah like that's what you do when you're a teenager noah fucking nails it he's like dude all the songs in, in, like, a given iPod are going to sound like that. Like, that's just what they do. Like, you can't use that as some sort of evidence that this guy is a monster. Because he's not. And they just don't care. They just have their minds made up about him because he doesn't fit in. And I fucking hate it, man. Like, it riles me up something fierce. Uh, again, alright. They're like, there's no proof of anything. And I mentioned this in the last episode. That kid should have GSR all over his fucking hands. And there's gun, there's fucking mm. shotgun like marks all over the house. Why aren't yeah, they holding they him on that? Yeah, they care about any of that? Yeah. Yeah. No. They don't care about any of that. I, they, they've made their narrative. They're, they're fine with it. I, so, I feel like this is like, yeah. it's less of a, the character's fucked up and more of a writing issue, to be honest. Well, I think that is definitely part of it because they're trying to get to from a to b they want to get to b Mm -hmm. and that's how they're gonna get there um so yeah definitely that um but yeah so god so they're really they're really trying to make this kid into some sort of just like oh he's you know nobody he's an outcast everywhere and he's dangerous and then just like oh this poor misunderstood sad individual like yeah so they're they're not releasing him. They won't charge him either. That's not a good sign when they're just holding someone. Um, because they can do that for like a very long amount of time. 
So now Tracy is on the phone and she's calling a friend of hers to try to like pull some strings, right? But then suddenly Samuel appears. It's like, what? You're you're not what? what? <laughs> like you're not like you're not part of this. What's going on? And um, yeah, he appears and he you know he basically like kind of introduces himself and he's basically like, okay, so very like, okay, you're here to save young Jeremy's life, right? So then what's next? What's after that? And he. Basically, he he takes her to like the carnival. He he makes it like appear around her, and he's like, "You have to bring him to a place where he can not just like you know hide, like live but hide. He needs to thrive. He needs to embrace who he is." And so. You know, they wind up in the carnival and he's like, I'm a friend, Tracy. And she's like, how do you know my name? And his approach, I love it's very different for each person he mm-hmm. encounters on the cast because it should be. And she's like, where is this place? And he's like, home. And they'll, they'll get more into it later. But yeah, it's very him doing his carnival pitch. And, uh, you know, normally it's like with someone like, you know, Peter or whatever. It's like, oh, he's going to leave his job to go be a fucking carny, like whatever. But this kid, that would actually probably save him in a lot of ways. So it's interesting to to think about. But yeah, yeah, which he gets into in the next scene with them. Yeah. So I'm gonna go over to the girls on the scavenger hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the girls they split up, and they didn't fully split up in the last scene, I guess, because they they are looking at like slaughter floor versus like operations room or something like that, and. They take the the nicer sounding room, whereas Claire and Gretchen go to the slaughter floor. And we get to see, because the floor is wet, invisible feet following Claire and Gretchen down the stairs. And Claire asks, like, so how long have you known you've liked girls? And Gretchen's like, you you act like I have to declare like it's my major. And she's (laughs) like, listen, I've had more boyfriends than girlfriends. Like, six or seven boyfriends <laughs> like that's like a, an all right amount right and claire's like oh boy because <laughs> again they're like you know their experiences are not the same and no christian's like are you no there's no way you you were a cheerleader like yeah no claire's a virgin gretchen <laughs> she's a forever virgin technically but uh, yeah that's there is a whole part of the fandom about that but that's not the time to talk about that right now Woo! Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and Crash is like, that's so wild. We're like strange attractors because we're so opposite. And she goes into the episode title slash like what that means, which is like, um, <laughs> title drop. Yeah. It's like two forces that are different, but together they're stronger. And Claire, like after this is like, notices chains moving and she's like, something is off. And she's trying to get Gretchen to, like, notice. And Gretchen's like, whatever, you know, it's just a spooky mm. place. And then Gretchen almost gets nailed by a hook that gets swung right at her. <laughs> but luckily, Claire steps in in time. She's got that reaction time, and she knocks uh, Gretchen out of the way. She does have really good reaction time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I think before we kept saying Gretchen was gay, but I think pretty clearly Gretchen is bi. Like, she's stamping also, that there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, she's definitely open to whatever, you can tell. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, definitely buy at least, and then if you want to really get into it, I'm sure there's more to get into. But yes, because mm-hmm. I forgot about this like six or seven boyfriends. <laughs> Me too. Me too. 
Because she gives off such great, like, spooky lesbian vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a great way. So, any other comments on that? No, no, no. They're great. I, I love their conversation. Again, it must have been really nice for people who were questioning to hear this very frank conversation about this sort of thing. And, and not being treated like a yes. joke. So. Mm-hmm. I'm relating to a lot of this episode more than I would have in the past, and it's weird for me. So that's good, though. That's good. Well, you know, so I, I can't relate to the Matt and Siler stuff at all. But that's okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> what? You're not a serial killer that takes over. No, like man, can't relate. Uh, I don't even know you. <laughs> God. So back to Samuel and Tracy. Samuel continues his pitch. Like this is the life that Jeremy could have. Surrounded by, like, his true family and people like him. And as they're walking around, we get to see this, like, little girl who's breathing fire. Again, there's, like, people of all ages at the carnival. Yes. And Tracy's kind of like, eh, like, live in a trailer, move town to town. And Samuel's like, yeah, you just want to give him a fake name and have him be invisible hiding somewhere. Bring him home. Bring him here. And you, you can join him, too. Because, like, you know, Tracy's kind of lost at the moment as well. Hmm. And he knows it. It's in her nature. She's lost. And she's like, nope, we've brought me into this now. I'm done talking. (laughs) So she wants to go home now. And we see in the background a familiar face operating what I believe is the Ferris wheel. Because there's Siler's body. (laughs) And he's like looking. Oh, yeah, he's fully operating a ride. Yeah, he he? is. And he looks over and he's like watching Tracy. And... Instead, uh, Sam was like, okay, fair enough. He gives Tracy a compass and has Lydia come over and he's like, just go with Lydia. She'll take you back. As they leave, Siler comes walking up and he's like, I know her. I helped her when she was sad. And the way that Samuel's like, no, like, stop, stop it. I love it. I love it. No. He's so mad. (laughs) I helped her when she was sad. No. (laughs) No. No? I hold it. Rolls up a newspaper? <laughs> no. <laughs> I held her in my arms. We were flying. We talked about this? The memories you're having, they're not yours. And then he's like, well, well, whose are they then? And if, like, the real me isn't there, then where where am I? <laughs> so, obviously oh leading into God. the next scene, but yeah. I love, oh man, I just, I love the reaction of just like, oh my God. <laughs> We're not doing mm-hmm. this. I know her. No. <laughs> the delivery, though, was just like, chef's kiss. Yeah, it was It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Samuel and his bill of goods. Yeah. <laughs> I love how everyone's just like, ugh, we're going to carnival? And, and, you know, yeah, on the surface of it, yeah, it's kind of, like, not the coolest, best, you know, most interesting thing. But it, Samuel has a fucking point. Like, he's not wrong. You can't stuff this stuff back in the box. And that, it's so funny that how the, how the show ultimately ends because it's, uh, it's all over this last season, man. Like, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it exists and the world's going to have to reckon with it. And yeah. So. At the same time though, I don't know how great, like they probably would have been better for Jeremy than what uh, Noah's idea is. But the way well, that he uses. Yeah. Edgar, I don't think this kid would just be, like, used for just healing. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so glad you said that, because I was, like, thinking about that when we were watching. I was was sitting here going, 
he'd probably be pretty, pretty okay with the other thing he can do, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Edgar's no spring chicken, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always good to have young blood around that he can mold. The Siler thing's not working no. out so good. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then, obviously, it has to be said that, and it was a big joke in the fandom at the time, that when um, Siler body does show up, it's it literally just looks like Zachary Quinto just walked in off of the street. He's wearing clothes that he would have been wearing mm-hmm. at the time. Like, it doesn't look like wardrobe at all. No. <laughs> Which is wild. Um, but, yeah. So, moving on. Um... Matt is like, okay, everything is, is, is bad right now because you need to get the fuck out of here. Um, something, something really bad's going on. And Janice is very like, why do you always blow stuff up when things are getting good? Like, why? <laughs> why is this your way? And Matt tells Janice what he did. He says, like, the thing that he did. He's like, I, I, you know, I... I erased the dude's mind and and stuff's happening because of it. And it's not safe for anyone to be around me right now. And I love when he's telling Janice what he did. And Siler just strolls up like the fucking interrupting cow of all time. (laughs) And he's just like, yeah, he did. He's a dick, right, Janice? We're buds now. You know, obviously she can't hear him or see him or anything. He's just doing it to amuse himself. And he's like, I did this very bad thing, but I did it to get rid of a very bad criminal. And Siler being like, well, that's not nice. I mean, we shouldn't label things like that. It's like, like, bitch, I just did an episode on your body count. Let's stick with that label. How about it? Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, Matt's like, I can fix it. I just got to figure out how. And I'm going to need some time alone to do that. And so Janice is like, okay, well, I'll take Maddie and we'll leave and we'll go to. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, don't. Don't say, like, don't say, because if you tell me that I'll know and he'll know kind of thing. And she's like, okay, all right, well, I won't say then. And, you know, they, uh, they kiss and she goes and she's very, like, concerned. Like, she's definitely giving him a look of like, okay, yeah, we live in a world now where my husband can read minds and things are weird, but like, also... Is this something else? So she kind of gives him a look and she leaves. And Siler's like, hmm, all right, that was pretty smart, even for your stupid ass, not letting letting her tell me where she was going. But, you know, that's okay. That's okay. I can work with that. And uh, he's like, you know, you think you're so smart, but you haven't figured out how to get rid of me, genius. Like, all of his line readings in this episode are just, like, they're mm-hmm. real good. So <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's very spicy, so... Yeah, just, I, I love, I love the way they shoot it with, like, Janice on one side, now on the other, serious couples conversation, Siler directly as a third party, being like, oh, you guys, you guys need some time to talk about this. Okay, it's fine. Because he's just talking to just be yep. shit, and it's so, again, it's just so, it's so fucking fan service for Quinto fangirls. It's just like, oh, yeah, he's just being an asshole. It's wonderful. Yeah, he's just trying to aggravate Matt. And... Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's working. So... <laughs> But uh, they they go back to it, and um, so it's like a commercial or whatever, and they come back. And Matt is on the phone with Mohinder. Trying to. Trying to get a hold of Mohinder. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get a hold of him. And oh, wow, I wish that that was the route they went down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it could have been. Um, 
And uh, <laughs> Siler's like, really? That guy? You're going to call that guy to solve the problem that is me? That's not going to work. And then I had so forgotten that Quinto mocks the accents. Yep. <laughs> but here's what's really funny about that. Um, Zachary Quinto is a very good actor, but all actors have their limits. The man can't do accents. <laughs> Um, I'm not trying to throw shade. You can Google. You can Google. There's evidence. Um, he is a Brit. He does a British accent in this like show he was on way before Heroes, and it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so he sounds like a fucking like I don't know. He sounds like a really bad like Liverpool accent, like a bad like Beatlemania thing when he makes fun of Mohinder. But yeah, it was like oh man, I forgot they did that. And so Matt's stressed out, and he starts drinking. He has like a beer or whatever. And as he's drinking, he notices that Siler seems to be affected by it. He's, like, wincing, and he's, like, it's making him stop in the middle of his, like, uh, when he's speaking to him. And he's, like, you know, you're, you know, Matt, like, dude, like, I'm getting ground. I can make you do whatever I want. I'm winning. Like, come on, dude. And, you know, Matt starts to realize he drinks more. Siler hurts more. And Siler looks like, oh, shit, like, he wasn't trying to reveal that. Like, oh, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, it's fine, it's fine. And so Matt's like, fine, stop me from drinking this beer if you think you're so in control. And obviously Siler doesn't. And so it's like, oh, no, he's struggling. And Matt is like, oh, bitch, I'm gonna get fucked up. (laughs) And so he decides that that's maybe a way to deal with the Siler thing is alcohol might dull it and it might numb it enough that maybe he'll shut up and disappear for a while maybe forever who knows so he's like i think i finally found a leash for this dog and he yeah he's he he went straight from beer to he's he's gonna he's gonna drink a lot and it's gonna be bad mm-hmm. so um yeah so thoughts he look siler has a weakness nobody is invisible invincible like come on like how convenient how convenient yeah mm. i'm sure that's a good way to solve a mm-hmm. problem just to drink a lot i'm sure your 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 significant others and the people in your life won't have you know that to deal with now yeah so. wow yeah he started off in fake at aa and now he's gonna go to real aa <laughs> so um yeah um, we go back to Georgia briefly. They finally get Jeremy released. And so Noah's like, okay, so here's the deal. Your name is Jared Mitchell. You're going to live right by me. Um, you're going to go to a new school, new life, all that. He's he's basically going to be like his sober buddy, if you will. And so, oh God, Noah Bennett's redemption song is fully this kid. And it's not going to mm-hmm. work out because shit's heartbreaking. Because as they are walking him out, it's like, oh, something bad's going to happen. Like, oh, you can tell. Like, there's a vibe. Like, this isn't just going to be an easy thing. Because he's like, what if something happens? He's like, no, you'll be invisible. It'll be fine. We'll cut two. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Noah Bennett's plan's going to be fine. Just pretend you're not you. That's going to be great. So, Like, her saying he'll be safe and invisible is very much her being like, yeah, I'm not going to take him to the carnival. Yeah, exactly. Like, them thinking, oh, that's obviously the... (sighs) Y'all have learned nothing. You can't deny this part of yourselves. It doesn't Mm -hmm. work. Just a quick little moment where it's like, oh, he's actually going to get released. Okay. All right. Well, here's the plan. Let's see what happens. Yeah, the lead up to shit getting real in a moment. But first, 
-hmm. back to Claire mm -hmm. and Gretchen. And they're walking and Claire's like, yeah, that was on purpose. That was not an accident. And Gretchen's kind of like, what do you mean? Like, well, then what did it? And Claire's like, God, in my world, it could be anything. It could be like telekinesis or something. And Gretchen's like, <laughs> you yeah. think they're trying to kill you? And she's like, no, I don't think they're trying to kill me. And she looks at Gretchen and Gretchen's like, oh, come on. And Claire makes a great point. Listen, my first roommate committed suicide with a magically appearing note. And Gretchen's like, oh, come on. That's like a conspiracy theory. And then they hear a noise. But luckily, it's just them running into the two other girls. And they make a deal that, okay, we're going to stick together now. We'll see how long that lasts. But they're like, okay, we'll just stick together. Because uh, they're like, listen, we we don't want this. We don't care if we win or not. Let's just stick together. Like, if we win it, we'll give it to you so you guys don't have to do a whole week. We don't care. Strength in numbers, maybe? Well, I I mean, are they going to split up or are they going to stay together? Figure yep. it out. Like it, It's less Claire and Gretchen being wishy-washy about than the, the other two girls. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking yeah, yeah, to yeah. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, back to Georgia. Noah and Tracy are walking Jeremy out, and there is a mob outside waiting. And they're working on escorting him through the crowd. The police are there, too. And a guy charges up all like, I know what you did, and grabs him. And mm. Jeremy drops the guy. Like, he touches him, and the guy is on the ground. Like, bloody nose and everything. <sighs> and they pull a gun. Yeah. Like, they pull guns. And Noah's like, listen, you can save him, Jeremy. Do it. You can save him. But Jeremy does not do that. He just turns around and walks back inside with the police. Like, that is a choice. If he could, if he would lean down and say it, and it might have helped a little bit, like a little, the man. tiniest of bits. But him deciding to just fuck I, it and I go back know. inside, I don't know that I agree. I think he was fucked from the moment that guy touched him. It was over, no matter what happened. Mm -hmm. So back inside, Noah's talking to the sheriff, and he's like, "Listen, you don't, you have no idea what you're dealing with with people like this. Just let me, let me talk to Jeremy." And the sheriff's like, no, this is his fault, and you're done talking to him. And we see that Jeremy is leaving the building with the deputy now. And the deputy is played by Randy Flagler, who is apparently recognizable now from all of the, like, Chicago shows, PD, Fire, etc. He's in one of them, like, mostly. <laughs> he looks like a guy who would play a lot of cops. And he was also on Prison Break. So mm -hmm. that's who that guy is. So the sheriff is going back to go check in the cell on the guy, on the boy. And, you know, obviously Jeremy's not there. And so he calls, like, uh, Gil, Gil, where's the kid? And uh, Gil doesn't respond. So instead, we get to see that they're chaining his ankles to the back of a truck. And the deputy is standing there with Jeremy, provoking him. Like, oh, give me a reason. Come on. And Jeremy doesn't do anything. And the deputy tells him, you're not normal and you don't belong here. And the truck revs up and starts to drive. So, again, we were distracted by the sheriff, who was outwardly assholey, but, see, you know, wasn't going to do vigilante bullshit mm -hmm. <laughs> compared to the deputy. And this is very much referencing a real event. Well, I mean, it's it's referencing a thing that happens in the South, um, particularly. Um but um, the thing that it always made me think of is, the, um, 
And they didn't, like, chain this guy to a truck, but they did mm-hmm. drag him. Um, uh, there was there was a young man named Brian Denicky in Texas um, who was um, run over by a car and then dragged um, simply because he was different, um, because he was a punk in a conservative town. Um, yeah, there's a movie about it. It's called Bomb City. It'll fuck you up. Um, when the story came out, I was young and it really fucked me up. Um, it's more yeah. though. I think they've even said that it was based on Matthew Shepard. And yeah, it's very, it's very a lot of things. It's very Matthew Shepard, um, which also came that also happened when I was younger and fucked me up. Um, it's also um, a, a thing that has occurred throughout history to different people of all. Like when I say different, imagine it every single way you could think of. Um, yeah, it 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 is such an interesting thing for the show to do because it's um I don't know man it it is violent and so human and um just so ugly and uh, I don't mean like on the surface I mean like just oh god all the things they could have done like that's what they did it's such a statement and it's obviously a part of what they're building in terms of like an us versus them humans versus non-humans kind of thing uh it's very x-men but yeah fuck it, it's brutal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's hella brutal um yeah so google brian denicky google matthew shepherd if you want to get an idea of what they're doing here um if you can stomach it trigger warning on all of it it's fucking terrible um but at the same time, dude, like, you know how you were like, maybe if he just healed the guy, things might be a little different. Yeah, I don't, you're, yeah. Just kill this fuck. Yeah. And I just, I know he's feeling some kind of way. I know he's grieving. I know he's just drenched with guilt. But, god damn, do I, 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 I just... I wish he would have cared more about his own life. Um, that's all. Like, I don't know. It, it's very, like, it all kind of goes back to the, the whole, like, you know, not, not to just be, like, bringing this up all the time, but just, like, the, the Siler thing of it all. You know, where Siler's a fighter. He is a survivor. And I respect that about him. Like, he, he's always, he's always trying to survive. And I, I think that that's an interesting that's that's a character trait I always I always um, am drawn to, and so when I see so when I see it no when I see a kid like char- a character like Jeremy who thinks he's trying to take some kind of high road by letting them do this to him it is because that's what he's doing he's doing the like you know I'm not gonna do what you think you know, I'm not gonna be the monster you want me to be you're gonna kill me like I am kind of thing I fucking hate that dude I hate that so much. I feel like it's just like the kid's giving up. The kid finds the abilities. Yeah, I know. He's a Brian Davis. I want this to stop. I know. So I would be like, okay, no problem, sweetie. Kisses, slice. Um, No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I just, I have such a hard time ultimately. He's lost everything. He has no family. He has. He has no parents. He has. He's going to go live with this strange guy in DC. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. So I'm I'm always I'm always very of two minds with the Jeremy story. Cuz it's like I just, you know, cuz his death is going to represent something more, mm-hmm. you know? If you're saying that this is a Matthew Shepard or a Brian Dennehy situation, then his death is going to get out to other people who are different. 
And, like, he could have, I don't know. You just, you gotta think of the big picture here. And I understand that he was going through a lot of shit, but... Damn how I wish he killed that asshole. But yeah, so it's one of the more fucked up things that Heroes has ever done. Uh, it, it's it's very brutal. And it's very, like, no happy ending. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very, like, nope, this is how it's gonna be. Uh, we're not gonna do, like, a fun Noah Bennett play. I know this is the real-ass world, and this is probably what would happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And also very, like, the, you know, driving home the very, like, there's monsters in humanity thing, too. You know, because they were really building up to that X-Men shit for a, vol- for a season yeah. five. They really were. We're the real monsters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Very much so. Anyway, I've always felt some kind of way about this scene, mm-hmm. so. Um, but yeah, uh, getting back to <laughs> Matt's little party <laughs> that he's throwing for himself. His, his for real pity party with drinks. Um. He's getting turned. He is getting fucked up. And Siler is, oh man, he is hurting. He's having all kinds of problems. Especially when Matt switches from, what is he, he does like beer to something else to like tequila. He's really yeah. mixing all kinds of shit. Um, probably whiskey or something. Men always have whiskey around in mm-hmm. television, right? Um, but he switches to tequila, and it's a special tequila that he got on his anniversary trip with Janice, so it's very poetic, he even says it, um, that this is what's gonna kill him, because Siler is, like, not just in pain, he's, like, flickering? Yeah. Like, he's fading. Um, and Siler is like, what are you gonna do? You're, you're, you're gonna bury me, or you're gonna drown the truth? Like, you know, this isn't gonna solve the problem. You still did the thing, and you know it. Uh, but he's in agony, and so he's doing all of his last ditch, like, you're the worst, your wife walked out on you, that's what happened, she didn't leave to keep herself safe, she fucking left because you're awful, and, uh, like, you know, you think she wanted to give you your space, like, she can't stand the sight of you, she thinks you're pathetic, just doing all the things, right, trying to get in those last digs, and he's like, do you know what she said to me in front of the fire last night, why can't you be like this all of the time? Just really trying to get into Matt's head. And Matt's like, well, guess what? As he's just drinking so much tequila, he's like, we're going to have a beautiful life together when you're gone. And that's it. And, and Siler's like, man, like you're, you're so desperate. Like, why are you so desperate to fit in? Why do you insist on being so fucking forgettable? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm forgettable. You're the one who's disappearing. Like, you know, they're just having this mm-hmm. whole back and forth. Right. And then Matt's like, oh man, he's like, that's it. That's why you're here, because you're afraid of dying. Like, you don't want to be forgotten. You're the one who wants to be remembered. And then we see Siler, like, pass out. And not only does he pass out, he, like, disappears. It's like, oh, shit. Did Matt solve the problem? Possibly. Because he's gone. And, uh, yeah, so for a while, he's like, Oh man, he's he's claiming victory. He did it. Yeah, woo. Uh but then Janice comes back and she has his uh his cop uh uh partner with him who looks different cuz he has a mustache now. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly was like is that a different actor? But no, he has a mustache. People can grow facial hair. And so um so what they come into is they come into Matt, like, surrounded by beer cans and, like, bottles. and like You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, God, this is not a thing to walk into. He's doing great. You know, yeah. Hooray! He did it, though. He finally slayed the dragon, as it were. Wow. Like, who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? Siler, such a lightweight. <laughs> he would be, though. 
I'd stake my claim on that. Any any other thoughts about their little back and forth? Not right now. No. I guess okay. he wouldn't be a lightweight anymore if he had his body because <laughs> Claire can't get drunk. So That's true. But pre Claire blood and, and Claire power, yeah. Yeah. No. You kidding mm-hmm. me? Yeah. So we go back to the um slaughterhouse again. And <laughs> Once again, the, the they're splitting up occurring, and I was like, I thought we were going to be together. Whatever. And so Gretchen and Claire, they go into the, the, what is it called? The kill house? Yeah, the kill house. Yeah. They go into the kill house. Or no, no. Ooh. The two girls are like, we're going to go to the worst sounding one. So they go to the kill house. Oh, they go to the opposite. Yes. Then. And Gretchen and Claire go to the prep room. Okay. I couldn't remember. So yeah. Okay. So Gretchen and Claire go to the prep room. And they come upon, there's like a little bear, like shoved onto one of the hooks. Like, oh yeah, they did it. They found the thing. They found the treasure. And uh, they keep filming this ominous hook, like in a way where you're like, oh, something's going to happen. Like this, this is very clear. And um, Gretchen's like, dude, like I get it. You know, you don't want to complicate your attempt at an ordinary life. Like I get it. And, you know, you know, suggesting that bringing, you know, herself into it would not be ordinary you know like that that would not be normal or you know average and and the hook moves by itself and claire sees it and it suddenly it moves to strangle gretchen and take her out but claire as we've repeatedly said this episode this ain't her first fucking rodeo Mm -mm. with this nonsense so she takes a piece of wood her favorite weapon if i recall correctly because didn't she have like a piece of wood or a bat in the house um when Noah was yeah 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 she loves a she loves an implement. Um, so she takes a piece of wood and she smacks the force that tries to kill her. And we see that it pushes her into a hook. And it's like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Becky. I mean, obviously, we know it was Becky. And so Claire gets Becky and uh, she gets her with a hook. So she, like, slices Becky. It's like, you know, very that. And then Becky, like, shoves her. And uh, the girls come back in the room to see nothing and then uh, or we'll see becky and then becky goes invisible in front of them and shoves them out of mm-hmm. the way and then they look over and claire is impaled on a hook <laughs> she's like impaled on a piece of rebar sticking out from the wall is it it's rebar? rebar oh yeah you're right it's rebar mm-hmm. it's like a piece of metal her biggest enemy a piece of fucking metal mm-hmm. um yeah so claire's impaled and it's like, hi guys. <laughs> She's just like, can someone get me down? Like, come on, I can't heal until I'm off the thing. And so um, the girls freak out, but they go, you know, Gretchen, and they go to help her. But they see when she's pulled off of the bar, they watch her heal. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's like I was saying before, this is a secret that refuses to be mm-hmm. kept all over the place. So, yeah, we're, we're going to see the ramifications of that later on, but... I did like how the girls freaked out when, like, Gretchen was just going to casually pull Claire off the wall. Like, don't! No! Yes, they have don't to, do Don't! It. Just pull it out! Oh my god, that's going to kill her! <laughs> what are you doing? Yep. Yeah. Valid reactions. Like, you guys know it's fine. Valid reactions. Yep. Very much so. But then, you know, when they realize it's not what's going on and they're just, like, transfixed by it, it's like, oh no! Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is a mess! Yeah, well. yeah. So, back to Georgia, huh? Back to Georgia. And we are in a car with Noah and Tracy, and they find Jeremy's body in the middle of the road. 
and he's fucked up. He's bloody. He's dead. Rip Jeremy. Yeah. And Noah's like, we could have saved him. And Tracy's all like, he needed a home, a real home. And Tracy heads back for her car after like some period of time, obviously. And Noah tries to apologize. And she's like, this was supposed to be simple. And like, I told, you know, like, I thought we could manage it. That's why you called me. And I was like, I told him I wouldn't let him down. And Tracy's like, but you did. We did. Oof. And Noah's like, I just did what I thought was right. But I was just as wrong as I've been like all these years. And Tracy's like, do you know, do we have to be invisible? Can we just live out in the open? And Noah's like, you know, <laughs> not after today. <laughs> no, I don't think we could. And she's mm-hmm. like, hmm, okay. Don't call me again. Gets in her car. Noah walks off, defeated, and she gets into her purse and pulls the compass out from Samuel, and it spins and then points her in a direction. Tracy got to, you know, see, I guess, what she needed to see. I mean, yeah, 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 I, I feel, I feel bad for her, but it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's again, it's turning into an us versus them thing, mm-hmm. you know, like Noah ultimately is human and he will not understand what this is like. To the level that she will. So he was trying. He absolutely was, but he was trying with the ways that he knows how to yep. deal with it, which are not going to be ways that are going to work for mm-hmm. long. So yep, yep. Which we've seen, you know, like we've seen. Yeah. Like you can't. I mean, I mean, you know, we tried to do the secret life thing with like Claire, you know, and that didn't fucking work. No. So good on him for trying, though. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, there, there is nothing he could have done. To change the outcome. No, absolutely not. No. I just, uh, I feel for him because he's trying. He's trying to understand how to help, but it's, you know. Yeah. It's beyond him in a lot of ways, which is another thing he has to sort of reckon with. Yeah. Oh, uh, poor Noah. <laughs> he just has such a rough season. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got a lot more coming. All right. So going back to Matt, he wakes up and sees Janice. And uh, Matt's wasted. <laughs> he is, like, not good. And he's like, dude, it's okay. I'm so much better now. I figured it out. He literally, he fully looks like an addict at this point. <laughs> he does. Like, he absolutely does. And so he's like, it's okay, guys. I solved the problem. Wee! And uh, his partner is just like, oh, buddy. Like, he gives him his his, uh, his chip back. He's like, well, now we got to start over from the beginning. Like, it's okay. Like, I'm, I'm here. You know, we're, we're here for you. Um, and he thanks them both for being there. And he's like, oh, well, I got to go take a shower, man. I'm, I'm oof, nasty. And we can see as he goes to take a shower, we see Siler now walking away and tossing that apple up and down. And... He took over his body again. <laughs> that little sneaky fuck. Yeah. So he's like, oh, God, man, if I can be real, real shallow. Has he looked this hot since, like, season one? I don't think so. <laughs> That's a moment. That is a moment. I love when everything comes up Millhouse for him. He is just struts. Mm-hmm. And so he goes over to Matt, who's now on the other side of it. And he's like, let me guess. You want your body back? And it's just like, oh, he's such a fucker. 
he's like, guess what, dude? The second you blacked out, I slipped right in. <laughs> like, you stupid, stupid, stupid piece of shit. You made it so easy for me. Mm-hmm. Siler out here playing 4D chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Yep. Oh, my God. So, um, it's wonderful because he's like, no, you know, and he's trapped now. And so it's cool because we see uh, Grunny again and he's all smirk. You know, with, you know, just like, hee hee ha, I, I win. And it's so fun because so many people on this show have gotten to play Siler for like a minute, mm-hmm. haven't they? Which is kind of cool. Um, it's cool because he's like, he's a character and he's an idea, you know? Yeah. So, because like, God, yeah, like, Grunny has, Coleman has, who, who all has? A lot of people. Pazdar. Well, Pazdar, Pazdar, yeah. Um, Jelko. Oh, yeah, 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 Jelko. Yeah, so a lot of people have played have played this character, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um, so we go into the final scene of the episode. Before, before you go into that, real quick. Oh, well, I what? love that yes. he's all like, "Haha," talking to himself, and Janice gets to see Matt. Oh, and she sees it. Weird. Oh, and she sees it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Probably intentional on on Siler's behalf too to be like, "Let's stop right here and have this conversation." Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. oh God. <laughs> She's so worried. Her husband's so yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Concern. All right. Um, oh my god. Yeah. So yeah. No. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. mentioning that. Um, so we go into the final scene of the episode. We're gonna go back to Georgia one more time. Just one more time. And uh, it's Samuel this time, who we see, and he is so livid. He is. And so disgusted. And he is just strolling right up. And it's a very, like, um, it's such a great, like, villain shot. Like, from the boots up is how they mm-hmm. shoot him. He's got, like, you know, he he is, like, the epitome of this outsider thing I'm talking about. You know? he He doesn't live like them. He doesn't look like them. And he isn't like them. And he strolls up to, like, you know, he's on the main street of this small town. Where I guess they don't have a coffee window. And he comes up and he watches as a police car drives by and it parks in front of the like police department building. And a cop gets out. He's like got someone with him. And they go inside together. And he strolls up and he stops and he's glaring down this building and he moves his hands. And if you recall what happened to his childhood home... You're about to see a redo because he creates a fucking sinkhole in the middle of this town, right where the police department building is. I mean, Samuel Sullivan said a cab and <laughs> I'm here for it. A cab, baby. Cops are gang. And uh, yeah, so he fucking destroys the building with them inside. Yeah. Which is like great because it's like vengeance. And it's another thing that can't be easily ignored, mm-hmm. you know? Like, these. this is a character who represents the fact that this secret, like him, Claire, I mean, when Siler's renewed, I'm sure it's going to be a thing. These are characters who will not be kept in a box. It's gonna get out. It's just a matter of, of when. Yeah. So, yeah. They're not content with being in the shadows anymore. Not at this point. And I was saying to Rachel last night, um... 
he's such a magneto and we've said it before with like the way he handles himself at like the carnival and everything but this and what he does everything from this point on it's very like nope it's us it's them there's no other way around it yeah they made their choices now we're here oof yeah it's an exciting thing to end the episode on Mm -hmm. i think little villain little villain moment but also that moment where you're like i don't blame him (laughs) it's yeah, like, the best villains are ones that you look at and you're like, okay, I understand why you're doing it, though, you know? 100%! That yep, I got nothing to Terrible, say. but, like, okay, I get you. I'm like, that's the correct reaction! <laughs> fuck that cop! Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, fuck that asshole, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and fuck the people who will enable him, because let me tell you what happened after that guy did that. <gasps> Nothing. Yep. I can assure you from what we've seen in the world today, nothing. Possibly suspended. Probably got, no, you know, right back on. So, yeah. The ones that walked into the station were the deputy and, like, the crony that helped him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, if, if, the, if, the, if the good guy cop, quote, quote, like, you know, figures it out or whatever. Like, nothing's gonna happen to that guy. Nothing's, nothing's gonna, gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen to him. No. 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 Mm-mm. At the, at the most... He'll get fired from Canaan, he'll move to another state, and he'll become a cop there. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's happening. So, you can say I'm getting political, I don't give a fuck. So, like... Well, he's just strolling right co- back in the police station, like, the next day, this so... Is, yes, exactly. This is a consequence, and it's great to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, on more on, on a different level than just, like, a, a you know, an asshole killed a kid, you know? It's a... No, this is a... This is, like, an institutional thing now, too. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe it was good cop's day off. How about that? Maybe that. Uh, if he gets maybe, crushed too, whatever. There. It doesn't, you know. Yeah, whatever. He was being a dick, so, I mean, you know, <laughs> part of the problem, etc. Not part of the problem, you know. You're probably the solution. You're not part of the problem. You know, whatever. But yeah, so, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. you yeah. were talking... Alright, a couple things. Which do I want to start first with? Alright. Before okay. we start talking, let's just talk about oh, yeah. the uh, Robert Nipper of it all again. Because we both yeah, agreed okay. with that. It's, it's worth saying. It's worth saying yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically that Samuel does stuff like right now, right? And he's going to do things in uh, throughout the rest of the season that are worth cheering. Because, you know, he's willing to do what needs to be done in some cases. But it, it has to be said... That it sucks that a shitty person played this character because we're not rooting for the guy. And, you know, it's very like, let's remember, character actor, it's different, you know. I, I'm I'm rooting for the, the motivations and the actions of a character. I wish we could have somehow recast him. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> Rachel said, I wish someone could do a deep fake and put someone else there. Yeah. Who would you put? Who would you put in, in those boots? God, I don't even know. You know who would be fucking sick? Hmm. Mark Shepard. Mm. Right? Bring that Crowley energy up in here. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking, like, if not that, we bring that, like, Rumpelstiltskin from Once Upon a Time energy in. I think he would do Ooh. good for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're very similar characters. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, the vibe, the vibe. <laughs> Bring Robert Carlyle in. Yes, yeah, all right, that. yeah. I was like, trying to remember what's fucking I here. couldn't remember it for a minute either. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think it's this, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. When you said, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. That would that would be cool. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people you could put in that role. 
to be frank, there's people who are actually from the islands you could put in that role. <laughs> like, yep. he, you know, with his little accent and stuff, like, you could actually put, you know, an Irish person or a, you know, a British person there. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. And then it was the second thing, like, the, the overall feeling the vibe. of the episode being weird. Yes, the vibe yeah. of the episode. How, how many times do we say vibe in this episode? Jesus. Um, okay, so... Throughout this episode, I was like, God, this is a weird, this is a strange feeling, this one. Like, the way it's shot is weird, the way it's written is weird. So, I think that's because the director of the episode is Tucker Gates. He's done a lot of work. This guy has directed a lot of shit. Um, but in that way that he's like he's like a hired gun kind of, uh, kind of guy, you know? Um, he's only done one episode of Heroes. It's this one. Mm, okay. He did several, like, episodes of Lost. He worked on The Office. I mean, he still works. Um, yeah, so it was very, like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting because it's, like, when, you, when, you, when they don't go with one of the people that they use a lot, or, and, I mean, also we're in our post-Beeman time as well, um, it feels different. Um, so the episode felt different with how it was shot, but it was written... Um, by Juan Carlos, um, Juan Carlos Coto, who, if you recall, Rachel, mm-hmm. we talked for a while ago about, like, people who've written on the show and, like, you know, especially in the last season and everything. This is the man who's going to be responsible for Upon This Rock. So. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. <laughs> So, um, this is his, he did two episodes. He did that one and he did this one. So, uh, yeah, it has like, the whole thing has a weird vibe. Like, it's just, um, like when, when they're bringing Jeremy out and it's, you know, and, and he touches the guy or whatever and he starts dying and then they draw the guns and they do like that slow motion thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so not heroes. Like, it's like a weird tragedy porn choice, and I was like, "All right, that took me right out of you it." You telling me um, that the guy did Lost suddenly makes a lot more sense with the way the episode was shot. Absolutely, mm-hmm. he did a bunch of Lost too. Mm-hmm. He did um, here. Let me because I don't think the writing was weird. No, the writing was kind of okay. The writing was fine. I liked what they did with a lot of it, but the directing is fucking weird mm-hmm, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Not for for heroes. For heroes. for heroes. It looks different. Mm-hmm. It looks different. Like, the way it's shot is just very... It stands out. Cinematically, it's different. Yeah, he did um, seven episodes of Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, which were, like, early Lost. And then later Lost. So he was kind of all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Confidence Man, for example. So... Yeah, that makes like sense. Old stuff. Yeah. Um... So yeah, he did. He did. Um, he did two episodes of Kings as well. So. Again, this that also makes sense with the vibe we got. Going Big up on to Kings. Out. He did five episodes of Alias. Okay. Yeah. 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 I could see that. Um, he did. He did a Carnival. R. Again. R. Carnival. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he he's done. Uh, he he did one of your Roswells. He did a Roswell episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he did a Buffy. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's he's done a lot of work. He still works. He's still like a, a hired gun kind of kind of director. So yeah, um, so yeah, like those two together made it a weird a weird uh, feeling throughout. I was like, huh, this is an interesting episode. Kind of sticks out. Didn't slap, but didn't hate it though. No, didn't hate it. I mean, yeah, 
did not hate it. Um, next week is a hoot and a holler and a half, though. I'm so excited for our next episode. It's so fucking... This one slaps. This one hits so hard, I feel it now. Like, mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. Yeah. So. Um, shall we wrap things up? Are we, are we good? Are we good here? Yeah, I think we covered everything I wanted to. Give us our socials. I will. I will. Alright, so... Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, if you would like to follow us on social media, though, it's been, you know, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's there. It exists. It's, it's cool if you follow it. I feel really bad that I just feel like I gave up the ghost on the whole thing. Um, uh, we, we For our next incarnation of Eclipse, we, we got to do better. And by we, I mean me. You got to be meaner to me, dude. You got to make me do things. Just post um, the episode on Friday. That's all. Uh, okay so, you've got one job <laughs> i know but i don't do it i get the, uh, i edit it i get the episode up you do the social <laughs> i know i know guilt guilt I, guilt I just, yes yes i have add i can't remember things all right um so if you want to follow us on social media um we are at eclipse we're at Eclipse Podcast, right? Or Eclipse Pod. Eclipse Podcast. Which is it? Yeah. Eclipse Pod. Okay. I always screw up the Gmail and the fucking Twitter, which I'm going to fix that someday. Um, we are at Eclipse, uh, at Eclipse Podcast on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow our individual accounts, um, Rachel is at that burb there. Burb with a B like. <sighs> yes. Okay. Burb with a B, like the bottles of booze that didn't get rid of Siler. Oops. Um, <laughs> and I am uh, at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. Rachel, are you tweeting about anything? Nope. Yeah, me neither, really. Let's not let's not do all that. So, um, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I last tweeted about. Um, if you want to email us, we are eclipsepod at gmail.com. Best way to get a hold of us is joining our Discord server. We're still around. Come, come say hi. Mm-hmm, come mm-hmm. say hey. Um, we're obviously, we're winding down the main show. Um, we're in the process of. We have many episodes left, but I mean, you know, the end is in sight. We're going to be doing Reborn soon. We still have some extra episodes along the way, too. Like, we haven't even done the merch episode yet. We absolutely have yeah. to. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, I don't know. I was watching the episode, and then I was just like, I want to look up a bunch of pictures of Siler Because, like, whatever. Don't fucking judge me. And, um... <laughs> Shut up. And I found found, um, gifts of him from the Super Bowl ads. And I was like, we need to mention the Super Bowl ad. And like, yeah, so all this shit. We'll do that Um, in between, I guess, this and Yeah, promotion and merchandising, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, we'll just mention things. Because just, you know, people know they existed because that was a big deal. That was like their last, before their last season, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because it was a big deal because Pazdar was there after everything. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, we're, we're still, we're, we're trucking along. Uh, if you listen to us on your, you know, podcast app of choice, give us a like, a subscribe, a review, let us know how we're doing, you know, we appreciate it. Hearing from people, it's fun, you know, when we go on the Discord server and people are talking about the hero stuff. Um, yeah, so thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. Her sister is, like, really mad at me and I'm okay with it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, bye everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Next time on Eclipsed, once upon a time in the little state called Texas, a waitress and a time traveler and a man who wants to do a lot of harm. And if you think you've seen this story before, you have. But it's about to be very, very different by the end of things. Because we're playing with time travel rules, baby! Tune in.